Toriante Cosende dos and day, Mama. Malay Lelo Hosia Cariba Bori in Tahora Rea. Libra Bosandima no Sinta no Hazendebe. Lema Cosia Nesa Nato Nene Hassanea. I Maria Ricontiriatea. Lika Ruandima Ruhasitile. Elo Hassetele Hosendebe. Jesus, you are the way maker. We bless your holy name this morning. We honor God this morning. Jesus is surely here. Jesus is surely here. We will not leave here the same. Every testimony and his word is to overcome the devil. He said we overcame him by the power of the blood and by our testimonies. Even if you were waiting for a spiritual revelation, I trust that the testimonies here alone will speak to you. I trust that the song ministration alone would speak to you. That you would know that there is a way maker, no matter the storms and the darkness, there is a way maker. This morning, I am handling my dawn hour. My dawn hour. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew 14, verse 22. Matthew 14, verse 22 to 32. My dawn hour. God is surely here. Amen. Because he wants to talk to us about our dawn. That is why he says he's the way maker. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they had climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Amen. Let's go back to verse 22 again. I wish you would give me another version. NIV or Jesus was with his disciples. When you read the whole 14. And he had heard that John the Baptist was beheaded. When he heard it, he went into a solemn place to pray. 
Now, the next thing was his disciples came to him because the people had followed him even when he went out to pray. And the, his disciples came to him that the crowd is too much. Let's allow them to go because we have no food for them. Now, Jesus said, let them stay. What do you have? So he got, we all know about the story of he feeding the 5,000. So he fed them. Now, after he had fed them, we come to the verse 22. He said, immediately he had finished. He told his disciples, get on to the other side. Say, get on to the other side. Now, whenever we say done, I mean, the little dictionary definition is that the appearance of a sunrise. So when we say dawn, there was darkness, then there's an appearance of a sunrise before the sunshine itself comes. Or when we say dawn, we say there is a breakout from darkness. So when we sleep, we go through darkness at a point, there's dawn, and then we see the sun come out. This morning, I want you to follow that Jesus wants to tell you that he is the God of the dawn hour. When you have toiled through the darkness, he comes just when you're about to break out into the sun. At a point when you think that the sun will scorch and sun you and shine on you and you have nothing. He comes into the dawn hour and makes the storm capsize. Now, when you go to the verse 22 that he said, immediately he told his disciples to go onto the other side. Once we have come to accept Christ, and the moment we accept Jesus, he immediately says, go on to the other side. So now you begin walking. The moment you start a new business, with race, you are in a hurry to move. The moment a child starts walking, he's always in a hurry to pick something. So the moment you hear the whistle, pick, you are in a hurry to move. So we start moving. We move and we forget that we may not have direction. So the disciples, Jesus said move. They jump onto the boat and they start moving from verse 22. I don't think I recall anybody asking to where or from where to where and what distance are we covering. All they know is they keep moving. So every time they had Jesus with him. But at this particular moment when Jesus was not with them, I didn't see them ask, where should we go and where should we wait for you? And at what point should we stop? So the moment we come to accept Christ and he says, move, we start moving. And at a point, we begin to forget that there was somebody who told us to move. Let's move to verse 23. He says, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. We have seek the face of God. He has given us a business idea. He has given us the grace to become children of God. He has given you the opportunity to get married. Now, the moment you start, you, are in a, you have a pace that you forget your, your, your initiation stage or where you start from. So we start moving. And this man sits alone and he watches us. And he's admiring what we are doing. And everybody say, oh, you're doing well. Your pace is good. Keep up the good work. And you are moving. And you forget that there was somebody somewhere who said move. 
At that point, when you leave him, he is still alone. So we move to verse 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. If you read other versions, he says that, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. Believers, listen, the fact that God said move does not mean that there will never be storms ahead. The fact that he said that start that business doesn't mean it will be all rosy. The fact that you have come to accept Christ and maybe we have finished on your marks and maybe you were fighting with an addiction and maybe through the prayers you trusted that you have left that addiction. It doesn't mean that it will be all rosy. So on your marks, you have started. You have started the race. You are in the boat moving. You get to the middle and you see that there are storms and waves everywhere. And you have no bearing. You don't know where you are going. So you are caught in the middle. And Bible says that when you got to that point in time, we sometimes forget everything. Because the disciples had forgotten the whereabouts of Jesus. At that point. When they were going, there was none of them that stopped and said that, ah, but where is our master? They were very okay. So when all life is all rosy and well for us, when we go into the business, when we start something and everything is rosy, when we come into Christendom and you have fellowship and you are very okay, sometimes you tend to forget your God. And you do not look out for him. But the moment you get into the middle of the storm, when things are bubbling, you also forget that there was a man that sent you. And at that particular point in time, in the middle of the night, he, he hasn't left you. He's still watching over you. He is still with us. So I want you to know and understand that no matter the levels of your turbulence, even after on your marks, even after the fundraising, no matter the level of turbulence in your family, no matter your financial crisis, no matter the issues you may be having, understand that God still has his eyes on you. He hasn't left you. He, he doesn't leave us and he doesn't forsake us. So if certain pastors or certain ministers makes you understand that, come unto me and I'll make you fishers of men. They are lying to you. If some people tell you that go and use this oil, as Elder Tony was saying, and you'll be liberated, they are lying to you. Because they, they will leave you to go. But Jesus, he never takes his eyes on, off us. No matter what we go through. There are times that you know that you have messed up. And you think that this is my last opportunity. But Jesus says that even in that storm, in that midnight hour, in that turbulence, in that wind, he has not left you. You forgot about God. The disciples never stopped at their point and said, but where is our master? Why are we taking the lead without him? How would he come? They knew he is God and he will sail through. And then they forgot about this master and they kept going. They were very much okay. Life was rosy. They were on autopilot. Things were moving as they want. They closed business deals easily. So they didn't need to look for their God. They started a shop. It is expanding. They are getting customers so they are fine. And they didn't need to look for their God until they got to a turbulent stage. Amen. Let's go to verse 25. 
verse 25. About three o'clock, my version says, about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them. IT, please, you're not helping me. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. About dawn, Jesus came to them walking on the water. And they were terrified. And they started saying, no, it's a ghost. It can't be a human being. The same person you have been with, he's been doing miracles. He's with you. How then now you say it is a ghost? Because they had forgotten his identity. The moment you begin to move without God and without direction, you will get into the middle of the sea and you turn around and you can't find your God because you can't even remember his identity. You don't even remember your scriptures any longer. So at that point, you become like a child. Anything tosses you around. Anything from anywhere tosses you around. Believers, if you are trusting in God, and you know that he is with you in the storms, and you know your identity, you know that this is my father in whom I dwell. I do not need to fear anything. Even in the midst of the storms, he is with me. You don't need to lose the identity of God. They said it is a ghost. Far from a ghost. Because they went back to their natural order. In their natural order, when you see something like that, it is definitely a ghost. It is not a human being. But they have forgotten they were working with a man who is 100% spirit, 100% human. So he could walk on the water and you still see him as human. So the moment we begin to forget the identity of God, we fall in crisis. You will fall in and you forget that you were actually a child of God and you still are. So in the midst of that, verse 26, it said, when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, it is a ghost. How can you tell that Jesus is a ghost? The man that you have ate with, you have slept with, you have prayed with, you are with him. It means that they had eyes, but they could not see. So sometimes you can have eyes, but you will not see. Sometimes you would be in church, but you can't discern. That is why certain things from the world can take us away. Because you still can't discern between the spirit of God and the spirit of the world. There is an identity of Christ. And once we want to be an example of Christ, that identity dwells in us. So when somebody sees me in church, I'm yellow. At work, I am yellow. In the market, I am yellow. On the streets, I am yellow. I am not green here. I am not yellow somewhere. I am not black somewhere. I have one identity. That is the example of Christ. You can have a different one. That is the example of Christ. He says, be, I am an example of Christ in my generation. It is not a be. So that you refer to someone, oh, you be. But this one, it is I am. So I am. So the, people, the disciples forgot the whereabouts of Jesus. The same way we start businesses and we forget our direction. Sometimes we had the conviction that start selling tomatoes. 
You see somebody selling watermelons, and you jump onto selling watermelons. You see somebody selling crocodile, and you jump onto it. Because you don't have any sense of direction and purpose. You don't know your identity. If you know your identity, you don't allow small things to freak you. Because you know the God who you serve. He says, it, though you may start from a small beginning, he will take you there. He says, though it may tarry, it will surely come to pass. In Habakkuk 2 verse 2, he says, write the vision and make it plain. Those who will see, yes, will run with it. Where do you fall? What is your identity? And what is the identity of Christ that you have? Is it clear to you or somebody is painting a certain picture to you? So at our dawn hour, let's move to verse 27 because we don't have time. I want to try and rush. Verse 26. At our dawn hour. At our dawn hour. Let's move to verse 27. Sorry. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. Let's move to verse 28. Then Peter called to him. Lord. If it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. I want to show you something. You are standing on the water. And Jesus is on the water. You're standing in the boat, Jesus is in the water. And he says, come. So he gets onto the water and he starts walking. Jesus is on the water. We have the word of God, which is Christ. We are standing on Christ. If you read from verse 28 to 29, Peter started walking when he was looking at Christ. He was okay, was walking. But at a particular point in time, he turned around and he looked at the storms and the winds and the turbulence, and he began to sink. If you are standing on Christ and you are walking in Christ, you don't need to turn into any corner. Why are we in church PIWC and I need to turn to a Wyosofo? No. Because I know Christ. He is standing on the water with me. No matter how it is, once he is standing, the water will be level grounded. When Christ is on the water, the water is level grounded. Because he wants my security. He is my father. And he holds my life. He will not allow me to begin to wallow in the waters. No. But the moment I took my eyes off, I begin to wonder, will this business survive? Will this thing work at all? Is it from God at all? Then I begin to wallow and I begin to sink. But let's not forget, all the disciples were in the boats. Why did Peter come out of the boat? He wanted a quick fix. Amen? Peter wanted a quick fix. Why? Because everybody was in the boat. Jesus was coming into the boat. Sometimes we are too much in a hurry to see certain things. So we rush to it. Even when the thing is approaching us, Jesus was coming into the boat and go with them. But Peter was too much in a hurry, not caring about the other disciples. He wanted to see something. He wanted to show something. So he rushed onto the water and at a point he lost that faith and began to sink. Brethren, if you want to stay in the boat with God, he will take you places. But if you decide you want quick fixes, you will get quick wrongs. Because the quick fixes come with their own sentimentations. 
they come with their own problems and circumstances. But if you wait upon the Lord, he says, those who that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. So I don't need somebody to tell me that I should turn around to this place. You want a child, somebody will say, go here. There is no passion when it comes to my God. He says the thousand days can be a day to him. He controls the times and seasons according to his order. I don't need somebody to tell me God will do it. So I don't need a quick fix. Once God has said he will do it, he will do it. That is all I know. All I know is that once God has said he will do it, he will do it. So there are times that he does it quickly. There are times that it's slow. There are times that and when he finishes, it's perfect. There is no marks on it. There are no mistakes on it. So that business you are trusting God to expand, take it slowly. Grow in your company slowly. Grow in your marriage slowly. Know that he will take you there. Know that when he takes you to that point, it is because he prepared you and took you there. You will not sink. You will stand there. You will stand tall among nations because he took you there. I don't know what you believe in. But when we said that he is the way maker, when we said that he takes us through everything, we knew what we were talking about. You may not have experienced it, but someone stood here and gave a testimony. It should tell you that God is alive. Amen. And it should tell you that God will surely do it. Amen. He has said he will do it. So he will do it. All I know is that he said he will do it. So he will do it. Peter had that faith that he said, I should walk on the water, I will walk. But at a point, he began to wonder, and he fell off. Read on my fire, oh body Jimmy. Read on my fire, oh body Jimmy. Read on my fire, oh body Jimmy. For ya, oh, body, me, we, Renfi, yes, Chapter 16, verse 2. Oh, IT, thank you. 
very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise. So other versions will say just at dawn. They went to the tomb. Verse 3. On the way there, on the way they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? That man that died, he knew how he would come back. And when everybody had gone to sleep at dawn, he was up. At dawn hour, when people were busy thinking, how will we roll the tomb? He was already up. So at dawn hour, when you have slept throughout the night, when you have gone through hurdles, when you do not know where to turn to again, at that dawn hour, he shows up. At that dawn hour, he shows up and he says, I am the Christ. I am the tribe of Judah. I have won the victory. I will not let you sink. No matter your mess, I am the way maker. I am with you. At that dawn hour, at that dawn hour, let's move to Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 to 27. At that dawn hour, please be quick. Genesis 32, 24. Genesis 32, 24. This left Jacob all alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. Let's go to verse 25. When the man saw that he will not win the match, he tied Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of his socket. Then the man said, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Ha. When you have come to wrestle before God, and you do not know whether you have won or you will win, I want you to believe that you have won. Because you are in his vessel. You are in his boat. Jacob had wrestled. He needed something different before he would cross. If you read the, the whole 30, 32. He needed something different. He has sent his family, his flock, everything to cross and go. But he was still expecting something from God. He needed something different. And he held the whip, hip of the man. And he said, I will not let you go. This is my dawn. This is my moment. So when times begin to become difficult, go on your knee and say, oh God. I have wrestled all night. I have toiled all night. You said I should launch into the deep. This is my hour. This is my moment. Let this be my dawn. Break it out for me. Let there be a sunshine on my day. Let there be something new in my day. And he will be there. He will change your name. He will change your status. He will not let you be the same. He will transform you than what you saw. Sometimes you just have to be silent and wrestle and know that he is winning the battle on your side and that he is winning for you. Sometimes you just have to shh, not too much noise, not too much talking, not telling everybody your story. Sometimes we all do. We get frustrated. We talk to everybody. We get frustrated and we do not know where to turn to. The winds and the storms are all around us. You are broke to the dirtiest of broke. You are more than a church mouse. You know you have nothing in your coffers or in your fridge. From here, you may not know what you are going to eat. 
tomorrow you do not know whether your job is secured. But all you know is that Jesus is in your boat. And you will smile at the storm. He said, Peter, walk on the water. Look at me and walk on the water. Jesus is with you. He will not just give you a quick fix. He will give you a fix that is permanent. And it will last forever. And it's perfect and it's beautiful. If we are true examples of Christ, let us exhibit the beauty of God. Let all souls and all nations know that this is our dawn hour. All we know is that we have cried unto God and he will answer. Do not fret. Do not be disturbed. Don't lose hope. I want you to wake up and say, this is my day. This is my dawn. This is my season. The way maker is in my boat. I am shifting tents. I am moving to new seasons. Things are turning around for me. I will not be the same. Though they may be laughing at me, my story will not remain the same. I am turning around. All I know is that Jesus is with me. Redeem of foyer. on the word that you have just received from God. Reflect on the word. Reflect on the word you have just received. He said it's with you in the storm. Your marriage storm. Your business storm. Your relationship storms. Your career storms. Your ministry storms, in your weaknesses, when you are struggling, thinking that all is lost. He just told you to take courage. He is here. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We bless your holy name for the privilege to receive your word this morning. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for letting us know that you are with us. We are grateful. If anyone is going through any storm at this hour, Father, let the person keep reminded that you are with the person and you will never leave the person. We are grateful for your word. We thank you for the vessel you have used. Father, refill her and continue to bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Please put your hands together.